I totally forgot what I was going to say to start off with. And I don't know what's going on with these two. If you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> which, by the way, best way to enjoy this program. When we're pinstripe pals, you like that. Uh, do we put any other ones up yet? I don't know. But those two, they stand out. This, of course, Wavelengths. Week 13 just wrapped up. Although it feels like it wrapped up after that Baltimore-Pittsburgh game. Uh, it was the Detroit Lions Day. Great day to be a Cardinal fan. Arizona sports. Whoop, whoop. Bad day if you were an MCL, ACL. Bad day for shoulders. Bad day uh, for a Vikings fan. Although it could be considered like a great day for Vikings fans because maybe finally they'll get rid of Mike Zimmer. One could hope. I hope. Yeah, I mean, Shaman's probably going to be out for a few weeks. What else happened? Patriots didn't even play, but, you know, it was a great day for Patriots fans. If you didn't know, apparently they're back. Yeah, Panthers fired Joe Brady, which shocked pretty much everybody. Yeah, that was a huge stunner, actually. I, I they gave him what no time and no resources. They kind of just said, Hey and man, three you, different quarterbacks. Yeah, if you just clap your hands together, yeah. you know, rub this small pile of dirt with this other pile of dirt, can you make a winning team? And he said, I can win some games with that. And they said that's not good enough somehow. I just don't understand. I mean, he gave he did give them a competent offense while they were healthy and before they traded Dan Arnold out from under him, who was a really useful piece to start the year. Yeah, I mean, you have no tight end, barely an offensive line. McCaffrey has been hurt, mm-hmm. what, 90% in his season? Yeah, and, and now he's done for the year. <laughs> yeah, and, and now they're blaming it on Joe Brady. Yeah. It's just foolish. I don't understand And how they signed they... Cam Newton off the street and basically asked Joe Brady to make a Super Bowl winning offense with that. Yeah. I mean, that defense is legitimate. If they had a mediocre offense, I would say they're easily a playoff team. But with the tools he's been given and the time he's been given to make something work, he's got, I don't know what they're expecting from him, what they were expecting from him. Obviously, they don't expect anything from him anymore. It's just stunning to me. I'm consistently shocked and appalled. One other thing I wanted to mention, too. The possibility of Jake Fromm starting a game next week. How That's crazy would that be? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, the fact that he got scooped off our practice, off the Buffalo Bills practice squad is really interesting to me because does that mean – do you mean to tell me that the New York Giants looked around at the free agent market for quarterbacks, looked around at every practice squad quarterback, a lot of whom have actual NFL starting experience, yeah. and went to themselves, yeah, let's pick the, the fourth string quarterback from the Bills. That's who probably we Not need. even fourth string, probably fifth. Yeah, I mean, we've got, like, um, we got, you know, Josh, Mitch, um, Webb. Then from, I thought we had someone else on the practice squad. Maybe not, but Anyway. I don't know. We've seen we've seen you know we've seen Cole Beasley make throws. We can I mean, yeah. that's fine. He'll he'll do. Seen Dawson Knox make throws, so yeah, you know. We had John Brown. Did you hear either of those alarms? No. Yes, we did. I didn't. Yes. Then again, I don't know, I couldn't think of anything funny to say. So no. when I Oh, I heard this? that. 
Okay. Yeah, I just assumed you jumped into traffic. No, we, that was enough to talk about bad teams. We can talk about good teams that played bad today, though. Ooh, I'm I'm definitely down for that's, that. That's good. All right, mm. Bryce, what loss meant the most today? Actually, no. Let me. Ooh. That that's that's dumb. What's the team that lost that shouldn't? It's whatever you want. Talk about a team that lost that we think is good. Well, uh, I gotta go with Bengals. Mm. They've shown time and time again how how improved they got this offseason with Joe Burrow's, you know, uh, another year of it experience under his belt they got jamar chase joe mixon's back healthy they got a competent offensive line mm-hmm. their defense is really coming along now mm-hmm. everything's coming along a lot faster than we expected in year two of this rebuild and i think they've shown quite a few times this year how how great they can be in the afc so this one can surprise me mm-hmm. Yeah, especially considering, you know, the kind of performances we've seen from them lately. I know they had a little bit of a skid there, but they looked like they were back. Meanwhile, the Chargers have been, at times, a dumpster fire team lately. You know, they've had, a, I think, one good game in the past three or four weeks. Um, they've been really sliding, having started the season, opened up, looking like they were going to be, you know, coming out of the AFCs and more top two seeds. And now... Now they are in the wild card. Yeah, they're in the sixth seed at the moment with the game still left to play for the week. And it's just... We expected better from from them. And then, you know, they, they, they disappointed us. And now they're back. They're here. Uh, and we're they've, all... They've been very inconsistent. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, sometimes they're the best team in the NFL. Sometimes they're bottom five. But, you know, you already said that Just the Bengals... Just like Bengals, with the rest of the AFC. Yeah, you know, you, you pretty much. The, re- the the top five teams in the NFC are great but confusing. And the entire AFC are contenders, but not every week. Um, and then the, You just the, never know what you're getting from top, what, 12 teams? 10, yeah. 12 teams? Yeah, there's like two to three teams in the AFC who I would genuinely say, you know, don't deserve a chance at the playoffs. I'd say three. And then in the NFC, I'd say... One, one team that's reasonably out of the discussion for the playoffs in right. the NFC. Yeah, it's Vikings. Yeah, no. Mm, well, I mean, maybe they should be. Um, but that's that's it. There's only there's only a couple of teams that you can justifiably say don't deserve a best spot. Okay, so the 13th seed in the AFC right now are the Dolphins, and they're six and seven, and they're 13th out of 16. That's just that's 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 a pretty intense position to be sitting at at this point of a season when you right. are the 13th seed I'm I'm stunned by it but you asked for teams that lost today that we still think are good 49ers um, they have this was a bit of a letdown from them considering that they have looked dominant they, I mean last week they looked incredible um, and uh, you know they sort of they looked like they were getting it all back together again. You know, they got they got healthy. They started to figure out some of their concerns. Um, and Seattle was a team that no one really saw trying anymore. Seattle didn't look like they wanted to be here. I mean, that 
there's still so many problems with that team. And I think winning this game was probably a bit of a hindrance for them. But it, yes, it doesn't really matter in the same way when you've given your first round pick to the Jets for a safety who's who didn't finish the game. Nope. If you can't hear it, it's a bunch of fart noises. It definitely is. <laughs> too, too much about the 49ers. We've known for a long time that they're not that good. Yeah, they're, I, they're like a fringe wild card two team that'll play on like the stupid 410 Saturday, whatever. The Washington football team is better than them right now, are they not? They're both six and six. Yeah, but I would pick the Washington football team over the 49ers. The 49ers just haven't given us a reason to believe in them the entire season. That's mm, all. The same thing is they've had some great games, and Washington has had some some, some good, some great games too. Actually, that's fair. I mean, Washington did beat Tampa, and I usually don't participate. Don't give Deontay any any fight. No, I can't. The thing is, I don't want to. I I I I've said even as as early as as, as last season, I was saying Washington were a quarterback away from contending, and honestly, they might still be. You know, they've got great yeah. skill position players. Logan Thomas, Gibson, you know. Well, um, you know Curtis Samuels. Yeah, mm, you know, McLaurin. Um, you know, put a quarterback in there, and that offensive line's good enough to make it work. Not great, but good enough. And that defense they're, has – they're been shaky, but – yeah. yeah been shaky, but they still have the talent there. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're, they're, they'd be perfectly competitive. The kind of team that you would worry would trip up a great team. But, the, you know, not exactly a team you'd expect to see in the conference finals, but a team you'd expect to see in the wild card. Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised neither of you said the Ravens because they kind of lost on a, after on a fluky way. Yeston. Yeah. The thing is, they didn't, they didn't lose in a fluky way, though, did they? they? They made a deliberate choice, and then they failed to execute. So this is, this is an interesting debate we can have here for a minute. Okay. When Tennessee... Buffalo played on Monday night and the Bills went for it on fourth down instead of taking the points. We were all like, oh, that's the right call. I yeah. don't feel like as many people are saying that Baltimore doing what they did is the right call. Mm. Well, there's so, a difference between there's a difference between needing six yards for the first down with time on the clock they needed to kill and going for two to, to take it yeah. to take a lead at the last second. As time expires and guaranteeing overtime, essentially, um, I would say. I mean, I do agree still that the Ravens probably made the right decision. If you follow the math, the odds of them getting winning the coin toss and scoring first, or losing the coin toss and scoring first, um, are significantly lower than the odds of successfully converting two points, considering their own track record. Yeah, I mean, they were controlling. Pittsburgh was controlling the second half. Uh, mm-hmm. with the run game and Deontay Johnson was lighting that defense up too. Yeah. And they, they had very little twice. momentum. You know, overtime was was probably not going to be their friend. Um with the Bills, there was also, you know, there, there was the same concern. You know, Tennessee had taken a, a major comeback, you know, that really, really put the put the dirt on the Bills and we'd uh well, not a major comeback, a minor one, much like in this game. But it was, you know, that they had the momentum, they had the movement and the defense was being shredded. There was no guarantee. You, know, you could not guarantee that you could get a stop. But, you know, if you've got an 85, 95% chance of converting a six-inch a, a six QB sneak, 
then I would take those odds every time. With the Ravens, it's more of a 60-40 split over whether or not you convert the two points. So the maths, while still in their favor, it's a little less supported. You know, like still, still not a not a bad call. Still, if you purely go by the numbers, they made the right decision. But you have to wonder if, you know, every if most coaches in the league might have disagreed. Even though you know the numbers, sometimes you have to go with your gut. And sometimes your gut should tell you, hey, tie this thing up right before overtime instead of risking it on a 60-40 play. Sure. All right, let's switch it up now. Now, before I say our Detroit Lions, the favorite team of the podcast, they're not allowed to be mentioned in this. We're going to talk about Dan Campbell, you know, coach of the year, the runner-up player on. What's a bad team that won today that impressed you? That impressed us? Yeah, you know, maybe 12 hours ago, they weren't really in that playoff picture, but now maybe they're sneaking in there. I love Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, like I said a couple of weeks ago, they're going to do this thing where they, they go down and then Big Ben has a resurgent game, you know, after the day after it comes out that he's going to step away or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Gardner Minshew on the Pittsburgh Steelers next year is going to be awesome. And they're going to be like a Super Bowl contender, I feel like, mm. and he deserves it. But that's, right. that's not right now. We'll talk about that in a few months. Bad <laughs> team that won today. Who wants to go first? You can go first. Yes, and you want to? All right. It's tough because not a lot of bad teams won today. Maybe not but bad I, teams then, but yeah. mediocre teams? I mean, I might have to go with Miami. Mm-hmm. No, I was thinking them too. Because the last, what, four or five, whatever games, two has shown a ton of improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jalen Waddle's finally starting to catch up there. He had nine, nine for 90. Mm-hmm. Xavier Howard is starting to look like his 2020 self again. Byron Jones, I mean, it's a nice cornerback duel. Mm-hmm. I like that defensive line, too. Christian Wilkins has been balling. Mm-hmm. So I just think if they had maybe a couple more games, they could have done some damage, but I think it's too late now. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I do like Miami. Um, not like I like them, but I, I respect Tua, I think. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he's needed it time sucks, for a while. But but he's, you got to. Yeah. He's, um, he, he's showing a lot of discipline. You know, he's he's doing a lot. They're doing a lot of what New England is doing right now, which is, you know, the the short controlled, you know, death by a thousand cuts style of offense. You know, you do the you take what the defense gives you, you take you make the short plays and occasionally, just occasionally you throw something deep. You try an intermediate to long range shot. You know, you try a little trick, something a little funky to just keep the defense just honest enough that you can continue to work the short range consistently. And when you see consistent stat lines like 80% completion percentage, you know, 75 to 85, that's like the range. Um, when you see con- completion percentages within that bracket, you can generally assume it was a, a, you know, a short inside passes, you know, maybe a couple over the middle to it on, on short slants. And um, that's a lot of what Miami has been doing, but teams hate having that done to them because the defense doesn't get a chance to make the big plays. You don't get to 
you know, go for the big pick downfield. You know, you don't get to, you know, we get some time with QB in the pocket to rush him and take him down for the sack because you just, you just won't get the opportunity. They move too quick. Decisions get made before you can get there. Um, but Miami's doing it well and New England's been doing it well. And eventually, and someone doing will stop it with good. zero offensive line, too. Exactly. Two, I think Tua, as an individual, his quarterback performance is impressing me more than Mac Jones right now. Um, but the Patriots as a team are obviously a bigger threat. Um, yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, but I think that, that until someone stops both those teams doing what they're doing, then they're going to continue to, to succeed in that way. Um, it won't blow your socks off, you know, it won't be incredible, but it will win them games up to a certain point. Um, and I do, I do think that Tour uh, deserves some credit for that. Obviously, the team that impressed me that I don't think is that great. The team that impressed me the most is Philly, because who else? Minshew Mania is back, baby. Let's go. Um, it, it's uh, it's brilliant. I think that the the fact that Philly has a QB controversy because Minshew played one game against the Jets is is incredible. Um, I do like. It's gonna the, be all over Philly newspapers tomorrow morning. Oh yeah, and it's gonna be all they talk yeah. about for at least a week. And Maybe how bad longer. Jalen Rager is, like the worst draft pick ever. <laughs> yeah, he's been. I think that, like, when his rookie deal is up in another two years, and I hope to God that they don't renew it for, like, that fifth-year option, it's going to be worse than Jamarcus Russell. I truly believe that. He's just, like, so bad at football now. Watch it be another Nelson Eckler. He goes somewhere else and catches, like, five, six touchdowns. (laughs) See, um, I I think that um, with the the whole fifth-year option thing, fifth-year options are typically extremely expensive because it's, you know, you can't work out a deal. Just take this huge cash hit to force you to do something. Caroline Um, figured that out. Yeah, they did it before the guy even played it down for him. Yeah, they found found out the hard way. But I think, but but largely, fifth-year contract, fifth-year options get picked up, but the the amount is predetermined based on your, essentially, your accolades, how you contribute, you know, what your stat line looks like, whether you go all pro, are you the MVP? Which it's going to be like three million dollars for. Yeah, so is picking up Riga's fifth year option really going to be that bad? Yeah, because it really? it's going to cost you two or three games. It's going to give you like, it's going to be, it's going to cost you three bucks and a sandwich to get like a, a wide receiver seven. And as a GM, I might take that money. I'm sorry, I might take that 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 receiver in that trade because he's not going to be that expensive. And if yeah, he is, like, that he's going to cost you games. Then you're not going to pay priceless. Thing is, will he cost you? Don't games? blame them because yeah, you you have the choice of not playing him. You can put him lower down in the depth chart. Yeah, but then if you're picking up the option and paying him money, you're going to play him. Yeah, you but you're not paying him that much money. Then what's the point I of mean, paying him if you're going to sit him? An example: um, the Bills picked up Trent Murphy, and they give him a huge contract. And Trent Murphy was uh, a perfectly acceptable defensive end, but in you know at the time that we were play- that we were playing him. He was losing snaps, and eventually he became a healthy scratch, like seven, eight, seven or eight weeks out of a out of a sixteen game season, just because um, they had other people who they felt were going to be better on game day. They paid him, but cash doesn't mean anything in the middle of an NFL season. Neither does draft capital. Your investment is irrelevant if they can't play out on the field, and. If they give him a little bit of cash just to stick around, maybe give him that one more year to see if he can do it. Great. If not, someone might pick him up for a seventh round, be willing to pay that cash to him, and you, know, you get something in return, maybe. You know, yeah, if you Grant for a sixth, then I think 
uh, Rager could get something. Yeah, you know, I think he would pick up a sixth or a seventh. You know why, though, Trent Murphy doesn't play? Why? Because he's bald. Because he's bald. You can't have two of them. Well, and he's the ginger. Oh, well, wait, how do you? You know, like McDermott's bald. You can't have Trent Murphy be out there, you know, turtle waxing up the place. See, well, you think he's just going to borrow coach? Do you think that's that's why he got benched? He just borrowed coaches wax too many times? Do you see any bald players on the Jets? Like, that's it. I got this from Sephora. How dare you? Yeah, the coach doesn't want to be upstage. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Well, you know, there was talks about a dome in Buffalo. I didn't realize that it's going to be McDermott's scalp. Um, Cool. (laughs) Cardinals won again. That was good. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was okay. And they did it with Kyler Murray being like average at best, which kind of surprises me too. Well, does it surprise you? Because they've done, I, I've, I've, I haven't my, my my weekly power rankings coming out on Tuesday. Stay tuned. Um, is um, it, I've already written that segment for that game, and uh, it's it, I found it thoroughly unimpressive how the Cardinals were perfectly fine without Murray for a while. I mean, not perfectly fine. Obviously, they were worse, but Coleman McCoy was still winning them games though. Yeah, Three hundred yeah, yards, this, couple this, of TDs. It's a talented, disciplined roster that's playing very well across the board. It's not like Murray has the secret sauce. He's making it all go. I, I truly believe that on that team right now, being coached the way they are and playing the way they are, if you put any top 15 quarterback, they're probably sitting at the same record they are now. Or maybe 9-3 and three instead of 10-2. and two. Maybe. You know what that says to me? What's that? Cliff has Coach Elia wrapped up already. I would say he's earning, I would say he's probably, uh, he should be at least be top three right now. And I hate to say that, but it's true. Yeah, it's it's Cliff, Dan Campbell, and uh, Fleur. Mm, I wouldn't say for that. Belichick? Just because, I mean, they won't give him an award. I, but. The thing is, I do think it might be Belichick, just because of what he's done with a, such a massively changed roster in the span of a season. I mean, you know, you can, you can, you can, I, I can, I as a Bills fan can look at him and hate him, but like, I do respect his game and the way he puts it together. And um, he's built a perfect little nest for Mac Jones to grow in. He's schemed up his usual brilliant defense like he always does. He's made mediocre free agents look largely successful. Obviously, he has a lot of misses in that, but that's how it is with free agents. Um, my concern were with that, with, with, uh, with his case right now is just can he maintain it through the end of the season? They have a couple of tough games and you know, including two against Buffalo, which is you know, if his offense stalls out, then the defense won't get any recognition. Um, yeah, but honestly, Bill Belichick deserves to be a coach of the year contender right now. As does Cliff. Uh, don't say it's like that. Say, but it's true. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not supposed to be happy about it. You should be. No. Everybody was, everybody was running Cliff out of town. 
oh, the Cardinals are so bad. Kyler's a bust, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Cliff has to wear a jacket in cold games, even though it makes him uncomfortable. Probably have to wear socks that go above his ankles, and he hates it. But he does it, and he wins. And it's Super Bowl or bust now. I don't think it, the thing is, I don't, I want, I'm just unsure that the Cardinals are a Super Bowl contending team. I think they're really good. Yeah, but I don't know if I don't. I just don't know if they can modify their game plan to beat three drastically different playoff teams in a row. I mean, it doesn't matter. Colt, Kyler, bring back Kurt Warner. It's L.A. or Trace bust. McSorley. <laughs> yeah, even Trace. Yeah, if, I mean, Kyler Murray know, when he wins the Super Bowl in L.A. middle of February, first ever quarterback wearing a visor to do it too. Not bad for a baseball player, huh? Hmm. All yeah. right, well, that's all the time we got. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Yeah, uh, they look. I mean, we talked about them. They lost. Chiefs back number one seed, beating the Broncos. Not that impressive, really. Teddy Bridgewater, that it's so crazy. Like his unfortunate trajectory, it was like premier quarterback on the market two years ago, big contract. Didn't do that great. Traded. No. He's here. Yeah. Raiders lost in a game that felt like they needed to win. I mean... Washington might finally have a kicker. I mean, it feels premature, and I wouldn't say that about any other team, but I just... I can't have confidence that they found that kicker until he's kicked, like, a season... Hey, because Joey Sly we, shouldn't be on his third team. It's a travesty he got cut from the Panthers and then the 49ers and then what was the other team he was on? Maybe the Colts for a minute? No, the Texans. Is it, is it still a travesty if they if it keeps happening? Or is no, it just but like, they, they just keep replacing him with like the original guy. Like he's better than Robbie Gould. Yeah, he's 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 you know, he's the uh, he's the injured reserve kicker. It's what he does. Every 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 season. If, if kickers start getting hurt, there's one or two free agents who get kicked around the pool for a while, and they hit like four or five teams just for like a one or two game stretch, and then they get cut. So they bring the original guy back. It happens Speaking every season. Of kickers, Cody Kessman, Sam Kessman, whatever his name is on the Jets. <laughs> He's terrible. I hope he didn't like put money down on an apartment in the New York, New Jersey area because no way. They He's cut Emmanuel Dollar for that. Hold on, they have buildings that tall in New Jersey. For what? Or is it like a like a, like a single floor apartment, like a bungalow? This isn't Antarctica. So you, you can... say? I mean, oh, oh, I went. To, oh, actually, I went. Actually, it's a good thing you said Antarctica. So they were talking before Sunday Night Football about how cold right. it was in Kansas City and frigid, blah blah blah. And then Al Michaels is like, "Yeah, fifty degrees tonight." Like. You live in Canada. Bryce lives in upstate New York. I live degrees? in New Jersey. Yeah, the way, you guys, you guys use Fahrenheit. Let me look at the conversion. Would... 50 degrees Fahrenheit. I would kill for 50 Oh, that's 10 degrees. Are you kidding me? It was negative 5 today, and I went grocery shopping in a T-shirt and a jumper. And like, yeah, it's going to be like 50 degrees tomorrow. Yeah. I might go outside. That's a shirt. nice... Okay, that's not a nice day, but that's like a pretty no, great for day like, for this time of year. For that's a nice day. Yeah. Hey, are you kidding me? Like... For middle winter, it's great day. It's yeah. like, oh no, look how cold it is. There's not wait snow till Michael has to come to Buffalo in middle winter. No, okay, so um, there have been days where in my time here in Canada, 
um, where it's been negative 40 degrees Celsius outside. Let me look at the conversion for that. Um, it's probably like zero. Um, and, and it's been, those days, it was so dangerous. Um, oh, it's negative. Both of them are negative 40, negative 40 Fahrenheit, negative 40 Celsius. It's kind of dangerous where your heart, where your, um, your heart, um, can stop in under 30 minutes if you're not properly. Yeah. You gotta cover your neck. Yeah. And you don't, you gotta keep your neck, mouth, nose, everything, every extremity covered, hands covered in gloves in your pockets. It's dangerous. And that's like just the, a, a very cold, windy day in the winter time in Toronto, which is by no means a frigid city by Canadian standards. And I just, I don't understand, like I understand it, it's, I guess, you know, you get a little chilly, you get a little wet, and you like get cold to the bone, but that's just such a massive overstatement. Oh my God. You guys want to I don't really have like a huge point. Yeah, we can talk about that. Coaches are allowed this week, unless we just want to say that Dan Campbell gets all three of ours and then we'll each get a separate one. I mean, yeah, that feels right for Dan Campbell. Give it to him. For Dan Campbell. Give him our nuts. We'll drop our nuts. We'll drop our two extra large venti, whatever he gets. We'll drop those, uh, you know, something harder than Starbucks fake press conference interview that came out earlier this year. All the jokes aside, we're all happy for Dan Campbell. Detroit deserves it. Jared Goff got win without Sean McVay. Kind of shocking, too. Uh, it was never going to happen. Who would have thought? Who would have thought Dan Campbell, the Jared Goff whisperer? All right, Bryce. He threw like what two ninety nine three TDs too. Yeah, who knows the shirt? Something crazy home. that only Prime Golf would do. Bryce, who dropped their nuts on your table? Player of the week. Ooh, that's tough. There was a, a player, lot of great. So can a player do that, but also lose the game? Yeah. Oh, I just, I just picked the best player. Yeah, that feels right, but. Yeah, it can be anybody. Remember that week I picked Urban Meyer? Because, you know, yeah. he kind of cheated on his wife a little bit. Depends on how you uh, define monogamy. I define I it as not bad. what he was doing. Yeah, you know, bar stuff. Guys being dudes. So okay. my drop your nuts uh, on the table player of the week was Dallas Goddard. Yeah. He... What he did with Gardner Minshew, which no one should surprise, should be surprised, but he was just phenomenal. Had uh, six for 105 yards and two TDs. I mean, he played better than he ever did with Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. That long touchdown was it in the first quarter was just magnificent. Can speak better about it, Gardner Minshew game. Yeah, really, honestly. The, the, he was great catching passes from the greatest quarterback ever. Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> I think mine, um, I'm going to go running back here. Um, it's going to, this might be a little bit unorthodox considering um, his team only put up nine points and they lost in prime time. But Javante Williams. He was dominant. I mean, he, he, uh, he got 102 on the ground. And um, he got 76 through the air on six catches and uh, his team's only touchdown of the day, which they did not get any extra points from. 
And, um, I mean, to be leaning on your running back to carry your offense like that when you're down and trying to make a comeback throughout the entire third and fourth quarter, he had to step up in a huge way, and he did. Um, no one else did, though. And I feel like he got really let down by his team today. Um, I've got I feel sympathy like for him. I think he was more great. snaps over Melvin Gordon now. Yeah, I mean, you know, Melvin Gordon was out today, of course, um, and uh, he's you know when you're when you're when you're the number two, number three, number four guy, you need to take advantage of those snaps, and he absolutely did today. And um, he's proven that he deserves to be more of a running back by committee moving forwards, at the very least. I'm not going to hit you with a bunch of fancy stats. It's obvious, Gardner Minshew. He's going to be one of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the league next year. You can count on that. It's a few weeks before Christmas, but you two, I really need a present. I need, need, need the Bills to win. Well, technically today. We got three minutes left. Please just, like, will it into Josh Allen and them. Tell me how this game's going to go tonight. And please, I don't, Bryce, you get a lot of pull on Instagram. Just DM any of them. Be like, just win. I can't stand Patriots fans being like, oh, you missed us? It's like you were gone for like a COVID year, which didn't really count. And then like Brady won. So it kind of felt like you still won. So now you only got yeah, like we got two here and a half minutes. So every other every other hour. Yeah. So yeah. We've been getting it all week. Um, and I'm I'm kind of kind of tired of it. You know what we're gonna do? What's nice we're going we're healthy. Oh yeah, we are healthy outside of Tradavia. Offensive play. line, yeah. Um he yeah, it's it, we're gonna be back and I'm I'm thrilled for it. Um the offensive line looks to be completely healthy. Um Feliciano probably will be activated on uh, uh, some time before the game. Um having to I believe 4 p.m. to activate him. Yeah. Um so they're gonna see him. Um the loss of Tredavious White is significant for our secondary, but um he whilst he would have been a I'm massive sure boon against to... Matt Jones, he's not going to be his loss is not going to be the nail in the coffin for one of the best secondaries in the entire NFL over the past four seasons. Um, it was not one player that they work incredibly well together as a group. And I believe Dane Jackson has had enough experience to step up. I'm not going to use up all our time, but I'm going to say that we're going to press the line of scrimmage heavily. We're not going to blitz, but we are going to use, um, we're going to use a lot of mixed, mixed personnel on the defensive line to try and throw different stunts at that offensive line and get to them. Cause when you put pressure on rookies, they crumble every goddamn time and um yeah we're gonna uh, press them down you know press them down low stack the box and uh, have our safeties play deep regularly to you know essentially dare mac jones to throw deep and try and get those costly costly turnovers that i expect meanwhile on offense dave's got three touchdowns on jc jackson last year and jc jackson is the best person in that secondary um now we got Dawson Knox. yeah dawson Knox is better Emmanuel Sanders is an upgrade on John Brown. Stefan Diggs is going to go off. Cole Beasley is there. He's the same man. He's Gabe just not going to use. Gabe Davis can do whatever he wants. Um, I'm fully expecting a dominant win. Um, I'm not going to say like dominant, dominant, but let's say two scores by the time the final whistle blows. Go Bills. Bryce, any words? I left a minute. Yeah. So what sucks about Trey is it's obviously Trey, but I think the way McDermott and Leslie Frazier scheme up this defense is our secondary, sorry, our safeties and our linebackers are huge in, in coverage. Jordan Poyer has been dominant. Matt 
Matthew Milano has been everywhere on the field this whole season. So I don't think it's going to hurt us as much uh, this week because mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of dominant receivers like we're going to see down the road. So Respect it. Take us out. By the, time, by the time you see us, we'll be about eight and a half hours before the Manning cast. Please, Buffalo, win. We'll see you guys on Tuesday, the sportswave.net, sportswave official on Instagram, new hockey page, tsw.nhl. We're out. See you on Tuesday.